What's up, guys? It's time to go Behind the Bum. Hey, guys. We are back for another eight episodes of Behind the Bum. And my first guest to have back is none other than my beautiful friend, Corey Ray. How are you, baby? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Are you so happy my hole is back with you? I'm so happy your hole is back <laughs> in my bed. Always. Um, okay, so <laughs> Always. <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, Corey Ray, well, actually, why don't you explain just in general who you are and what you do? Okay. I'm a writer. I'm a model. I do public speaking. And I am an activist for the transgender community. So first question for you then. When did you first learn even like what the word transgender was? Um, I was 12. It was career day in the seventh grade. And a mom came in to bring in all of these advertisements that she had in magazines. And we all got a different magazine. And I opened up mine. It was People. And uh, there was an article about a female to male transgender teen. And I saw the word transgender and I saw it paired with the sentence trapped in the wrong body. And it just like hit me. I was like, that is me. I am transgender. Before, I always knew that something was different about me um, from my peers. But I didn't know what. Because when we learned the term gay in like the fifth or sixth grade, I didn't identify with it. I thought that was when a guy liked another guy and I didn't see myself as a guy, but I also didn't know why other people couldn't see me as a girl. And But you did like guys, obviously. Yeah, I liked guys, but I just didn't feel like a guy who liked a guy. You I like, felt like I was oh, a girl. I wanna... Did you ever like explore porn? Like were you like, oh, two guys hooking up, like this is hot? Or were you like, this isn't um, Yeah, I watched... I've watched, like, guy-on-guy porn before, but it wasn't, like... But I'm not into it, which is really interesting. I think with... Like, I'm more into, like... I'm more into cis men and cis women having sex than anything else. Well, because you can visualize yourself in it. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I think, why people like porn. And I focused more on, like, the penis in that type of porn. So, like, gay porn for me was just, like, two penises. But then, like, once they started having sex or, like making out or anything, like, like circle jerks, like anything like that. Like, that's fine. Like, that was fun. I was like, oh, just a couple of guys jerking off. But then there was like actual like sex and shit. I was like, well, I can't like, you know, I just don't relate to that. Yeah, no. Not that I can relate to circle jerks, but, (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I mean. (laughs) I've actually never done that either. So like, oh my God, I'm so surprised. Not to say that like I wouldn't, but I just equally can't. Right. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Okay, so you learned, you saw the word in a magazine. Yeah. And then, um, but I always was dressing up. I was always in the Barbie aisle. I asked my mom for like a Cinderella dress at the age of two and Barbies, and she was always supportive and always gave it to me and was always like fending off, you know, people who were like, what's wrong with you? Why are you letting your, you know, your son carry Barbies or play dress up? And once my kindergarten teacher was even like, why, you know, Corey's not allowed to play dress up anymore or told me I wasn't allowed to play dress up. And I went and I told my mom and my mom went in the next day and she was like, you can never tell my child what they can or cannot do in their free time. She said, if you, if I ever find out that you tell Corey what to do again during free time, I will bury your head in so much paperwork, your head will spin. Wait, that's beautiful. Yeah. She was like, you will be done for basically. So she was always, like, my fiercest protector. So basically, when I saw the magazine, um, it was like, I I took the magazine home, and I read it over and over and over. And I showed it to my mom, and I was like, 
this all happened within like two weeks where I was reading it. I showed it to my mom and I said, you know, is this girl covering up for being a lesbian or like, Mm -hmm. is this trans thing real? And obviously she had already been trying to do research for so long, but all that came up was like cross-dressing or transsexuals and there was nothing about transgender. And when you looked, when you typed in transgender into like a word document, it was like underlined in red. That's fucked. So... Like you know, it just wasn't so it's a rec- like not even a word. Like it was no not a recognized. No, it. it was not yeah. a recognized word. You had to put a hyphen in between you, and it had to be trans dash gender to get rid of the red underline. So just like you know, this was when we were using Ask Jeeves. Like the Google Empire wasn't oh, I what it is. Forgot about Ask Jeeves. Right? That exactly. guy was amazing. Yeah, like this was. I mean, Google was. I'm sure was around. Or is it, yeah, it must have been it just around. Wasn't but it wasn't as like it was an empire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't like the first thing you would go to. I, yeah. I guess. So it took her like a couple of years, took her like three years to find someone to transition me. But when I was 12 and I was reading it, she was like, no, like this is not, you know, this is normal. This is a real thing. I took the magazine back into my room, read it for a couple more days. And then I went down to the basement, like after taking a bath one night, which I don't like take bath baths very often. And I went downstairs and I said, mom, I want to be a girl. And she said, okay. And we just like hugged and kissed and I cried. And I told her all about like these fantasy, fantasy nights fantasies I had created in my head like you might have seen a little boy or at by the time I was transitioning like a prepubescent like teen boy but what I saw in my head was like this girl like all day long I lived in a literal I was not on planet earth I was in a fantasy like I would be in class being like oh this is what it would be like if I was a girl right now like this would be the guy that I'd be dating if I was a girl right now this is how I'd walk in the hallway if I was a girl right now so I would act that and I would exude that naturally and people, you know, kind of just always assumed I was gay. And I had started to grow my, I was always known for like short, spiky blonde hair. I saw the pics. <laughs> I saw the pics. And in, when I was 15, I was, I was really young for my grade. So I was already a junior in high school by the time I was 15. And I had started to like grow out the front of my hair, like Justin Bieber before Justin Bieber. Like the sides and the back were short, but I had like bangs. And so people, like, automatically thought I came out as gay because I had, like, longer bangs. Interesting. And then over a couple of months, like, after the Halloween dance, junior year, my mom was like, do you want to start wearing my clothes? Like, do you want to start, like, I guess the word wasn't transitioning back then or, you know, whatever we used. She said, I just said, do you want to start using my clo- wearing my clothes? And then, like, a month or two later, we finally found a therapist who would see me because most people wouldn't work with children. And her name was Margie Nichols. She founded the Institute for Personal Growth in New Jersey, where I was growing up. And, you know, she said, yes, you fit one of the types, uh, one of the stereotypical types of being transgender, which is like saying at a young age, you you know, want to be a girl and you're interested in girl things. And the other, you know, stereotypical uh, way we think of trans people is when they're older, you know, either married or just older people who come into their own at, at, at an older Later age. age. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like the Caitlyn Jenner types, mm-hmm. you know. Um, whereas, you know, I'm more like the Jazz Jennings, me, Jazz Jennings, we were younger when we transitioned. Um, so yeah, that's basically it. And then I, I started transitioning and over the course of like seven months, I very slowly started to grow out my hair and, and wear more feminine clothes. And then I became the world's first transgender prom queen. Love this. Love. Okay. I have questions though before we get into that. Okay. So number one, when you decided you were going to start transitioning, did you like tell your friends about it, or no. did you just keep it between you and your mom? Okay. So when I was twelve and I told her like I'm trying, I want to be a girl. Yeah. She, I was like, please don't tell anyone, and she was like, well, I have to tell 
the person who's now my ex-stepfather. And I was like, that's fine. But no one else knew. Mm-hmm. Literally no one. And then I don't know when my grandparents, you know, my mom told my grandparents, we told my grandparents. But, like, I think before I started transitioning between sophomore and junior year, I was, like, getting really fed up with hearing, like, ask people asking me, like, are you gay? And so I told, like, 11 of my friends very sporadically and then... And they probably had no idea what it even Yeah, means. they didn't understand. They were like, I don't get it. Is they that probably were just like, oh, you're gay. Well, people thought it was a sexuality. Mm. People were like, oh, trans is a sexuality? I'm like, no, it's like, it's my gender. It's like, I don't... So like, I was just basically like, I want to be a girl. And they're like, well, yeah. how do you do that? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I have like, no I'm idea. learning too, yeah. Yeah, no idea if there was things like surgery and hormones. Like, I, I didn't know. So... um. I just I just kind of did it very slowly, and people caught on that junior year. Like, yeah. I didn't come out and say, I'm trans. Like, junior year was a pivotal year that was yeah. like kind of like, this is what's happening. Yeah, exactly. And people were like, okay, something's up. Corey must be gay. And then, it, like, once the, once the clothes started coming, mm-hmm. they were like, okay, Corey wants attention. Corey's pretending to be a girl. And then with the prom queen thing, that was the first night I felt validated as a woman. And then that summer was like, my first hookup with the guy, my first hookup really ever, my first hookup and starting to wear skirts and short shorts and like all these things. And people were like, okay. And then senior year comes and I'm with all my girlfriends and like pink spaghetti straps for our first year. And like people like realize, okay, this is real. And that's when I started to go on hormones and I had my nose fixed and like, you know, all these things that like people were like, okay, clearly we don't know what this is, but like Corey's not like just doing this for attention anymore. And, you know, my school was really accepting. I mean, obviously, I was voted prom queen. Was this a public school? It was a public school. But, you know, we grew up in a very affluent area. So a lot of people were pretty liberal. and Everyone was pretty liberal and accepting for the most part. People talked behind my back about me, but... Always. I never was, like, bully, bully. Like, I was never physically harmed. Well, I think for you, it was more like... Like, I think for me, when I look back on my childhood and people would be like, oh, you're definitely gay. Like, oh, have you ever hooked up with a guy? And, like, they ask questions like that. I think for you, it was, like, just more out of curiosity because I feel like nobody understood anything. Yeah, and that's know? the thing. I, I Also, think, I wasn't hooking up with guys. I wasn't yeah. hooking up with any other gay guys. Like, I wasn't – like, everyone – the thing about me was everyone could tell there was this feminine energy. Yeah. But the, what they thought was gay was really a woman. So it kind of made – it wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm so shocked. It was like, oh, this makes sense for Corey. Got it. And then, you know, we graduated high school, and I went to college stealth. You know, I'm sure which is another, you know, story for later. But, you know, this was all pre Caitlyn Jenner. Mm-hmm. So although the world was was kind of getting aware, becoming aware of what transgender, or I'm sure they called it transsexual or cross-dresser at the time, was – Caitlin was like the reason, you know, why it was put out in mass, you know, in, in mass public and, yeah. and, and in social media and all of that stuff. So when you were in high school, then obviously everybody knew you from like, I don't want to say it like this, but like from start to finish, right? Yeah. Like everybody watched you transition yeah. and was like, this is Corey who is a boy. And then you left high school and you're like, I am Corey and I am a woman. Mm-hmm. But then when you started college, you were already completely transitioned you were on hormones no. your hair was grown out no my hair was grown out i was presenting as a female 
and I was passing. I was passable, which okay. passing privilege means, you know, made up mainly of two things, which is socioeconomic background, meaning you could afford to have hormones, therapy, a new closet, whatever it is, yeah. and genetic background, uh, meaning who you look like. I looked like my mom, and my parents were able to afford me to have therapy and hormones. So because I had passing privilege, I was pretty, I was young, I was petite. I, you know, I had stopped my hormones. Um, I had stopped puberty before going into male puberty, and was I only went through a female puberty, so therefore I was small, and I was able to pass in society. And, and therefore, at the time, we just didn't, it wasn't safe for me to be out in yeah. college. It wasn't like people were talking about it and we had social media. Like I didn't even have an Instagram until the end of my senior, I mean, the end of my freshman year of college. I didn't have a Twitter. I didn't have Instagram. I didn't have anything. I had a Blackberry until the end of my freshman year <laughs> of college. For some reason, that doesn't surprise me. You're not good with your phone now anyway. I know. So like, uh, <laughs> like don't text behind. me, don't email me, don't call <laughs> me. Um, so, so yeah. So, you know, I went through my entire freshman year and I still had a penis. And then at the end of my freshman year, the day after, the morning after my 19th birthday, like uh, freshman year of college had just wrapped. So I went through my entire freshman year, like hooking up with guys and partying and no one knew. No one ever saw it. But how, like, how do you hook up? Like just making out? I mean, I suck dick. Really? And no one like tried to like finger you? They or, did. Like, one time this guy was like, oh, are you on your period? And I said, my excuse was always like, oh, I'm on my period. Got it. To like not take off my shorts or whatever. But then one guy like felt like what was a little bit slight of a bulge. And he's like, oh, you're in your period? And I was like, uh, yeah. And he's like, oh, I just felt your pad, I figured. I'm like, my pad, lol. <laughs> little do you know. But like I never tucked. I never did anything like that. Yeah, like you just rocked it. I just rocked it. I, but I was very good about maneuvering my body while making out with the guys so that they wouldn't feel it. And like I was also good at like covering it with like the pair of shorts and like a long tank top. I was, I was able to work it really well. Yeah. For that year in college and for those years in high school. And then once I had surgery, which is, you know, my version of complete, but it's not everyone's just because you're trans doesn't mean you need to have surgery. Um, but my version of complete was was meant having a vagina. And yeah. once that happened, you know, the floodgates opened and... And, and you, you hold it out. I took the world by storm. So this is what I think is interesting. So you went to college then... And no one had any idea that you were transgender. No, I mean, sometimes people would, like, ask me about my voice. But it just, trans wasn't on the forefront of our minds like it is now. Yeah, I, I get that, yeah. And so even if there was, like, talk about it because of my voice, it kind of dissipated. And mm. it kind of went away because everyone knew me. And so they were like, it can't possibly be true. And um, And then... I went abroad to Amsterdam my junior year of college. You know, and that, the thing was, which also helped was I had a vagina by the time I went back to college, sophomore yeah. year. So I was having, like, people were like, no. I, so, like, nobody would, like... Yeah, like, our friends Vanessa, like, Vanessa and Lauren, like, everyone saw my vagina. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't like... And I'm sure at that point they didn't know that you could be so young and have surgery either. So, you know, there's so many... I would never that, even, I would. I would never think that. Well, actually, at one point we were told that I couldn't have it until I was, like, 21... So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to wait till I'm 21 to have surgery. But then my therapist and I were like, you know, my life could not move forward for it without surgery. Like, because I was passing, because I had a boy, I had like this little mini boyfriend for like a month or two when my freshman year of college, he was older. I was like 18 and he was like 25. And he wasn't trying to bang? He was. And he oh. like loved the fact that I was like a quote unquote virgin, which I was a virgin. Yeah. Um, and he like was waiting to take my virginity and like all this shit. And like, I just like, 
kept him on a string, basically. And I was yeah. like, let me go to California for the summer. And then when I come back, which is a lie, I was going to Pennsylvania to have surgery. But I was like, you know, when I come back sophomore year, like, we can resume dating and, like, whatever. And then we ended up not, but then I did have sex with him my senior year of college. That's awesome. It, he was like, this is awesome. That's and I was so like, wild. Yeah, it was so wild. Um, and, and yeah, and so it didn't be, really become a thing anymore. And then when Caitlin came out, I was in my middle of my last year of college, was senior mm-hmm. year. And so people were starting to talk about it. And I'm sure people thought about it with me. I don't know. No one ever expressed it. Yeah. And then, but I never said it, you know. And then it took a year after that. It was Pride Month of 2016 after the Orlando Pulse nightclub shooting that I came out publicly. That's so wild. I know, through a blog post. So pretty much like Vanessa and all of them and like all your college friends you never told. Mm-mm. The only person I told in college, the first person I ever told after transitioning was my best friend Turner, who I studied abroad with in Amsterdam. And I told her in Amsterdam through a research paper. I like came out to her through my research paper that I wrote. And then the second person was my friend Nico. Um, I told him after Caitlin came out because I was like, I don't know what to do. I need to like help this community. And they were all like super supportive. Oh yeah, Turner and I like had this whole great combo. And Nico, I just remember like the second I told him, he just he was like, yes. Are they gay? I'm assuming. Turner's not, but grew up in a town that was like extremely progressive in New York. Um, called um, Croton on Hudson, and Nico is gay, and they were both really accepting. And then when I came out, like Vanessa, Lauren, like all my best, uh, anyone, even guys I dated, like the response was overwhelmingly positive. Guys I used to date were like, "I wish you would have told me." When this guy I dated when I studied around in Amsterdam, he was like, "I wish you would have told me." I th- would have thought it was even hotter. And I'm like, That's "Wild, weird," but yeah, it was good. It was a good response. And my- so, have you ever hooked up with a guy that like? Was turned off by the situation? Afterwards? Yes. Oh, I'm sure. But they've never vocalized it to you? No. Huh. Have you ever felt like a fetish almost? Like, have yes. you ever hooked up with a guy and, like, somebody wants to do it just to, like, see I, it or yeah, try it? I learned or... the hard way that, like, some guys who, like, said they were cool with it were actually just trying to get a fetish or an experience out of it. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that now, and I'm very... um I'm I, I'm able to pick up on it very quickly on like a date or talking to them, and then I don't go for it. Like uh, I don't want to be a fetish or or an experiment for you, or to say that you like had sex with this hot trans person, like or you know have sex with me because you're into me, and then hide it from everyone. Like you know, I need you to be into me for me, and that's why meeting me in person is so important. First, like that's course. why apps aren't good for me because they're so attracted to me at first, and they're like, "Oh, you're trans." I didn't realize. Then they unmatched me. But don't me, you market it or like, no? No, I don't. It's marketed on my Instagram, but not on my apps. I don't feel like Got I. It. I don't feel like I need to say. Like that if on you an app. really like wanted to do the research, it's there. I think it's actually yeah. quite dangerous to say it on an app. I think, also, why should I have to? I feel that. Yeah. You know. So, but apps don't work for me like that. I mean, I get so many dates from them, but I hate the disappointment of either being blocked or unmatched or the conversation stopping or saying like, you're beautiful, but, and this is what my June article for Stylecaster is like, it's like about like, you know, dating apps just don't work for me. And that's why meeting me in person is better because I can feel my energy and my aura and like know me as the woman that I am, not like the woman that they perceive me as. Do you think you could ever date a trans man? I mean, never say never. I just, 
I am attracted to, you know, I'm attracted yeah. to a very particular type of person. And it doesn't matter their ethnicity, their race, their religion, uh, their gender assigned at birth. But, like, I am just so particular about the type of person inside and out that I want that at this point it's it's a blessing <laughs> to <know>. whomever <laughs> that person is. <laughs> I know. you. I feel like you started off real strong, and now I feel like you're, like, focusing on your career where, like, the D is second. The D is third. D's third. <laughs> the, okay. I mean, no. The D is second. I mean... Yeah, I'm very, 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 um, no, D is third because I'm very focused on my career and, you know, I'm very focused on, like, friends and socializing and, like, crafting good people in my life. Yeah. And then D comes third, very third, unfortunately. I, but it was first forever. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like once you transitioned, it was like, wow, like I want to just yeah, test flood, this out, you flood know? Flood gates open. <laughs> Legit. So I have obviously seen your vagina and I have to say it's honestly the only vagina I would ever stare at as like <laughs> thorough as I've stared at yours. Like I just feel like it looks so perfect. Like it's really crazy to like think that like that's where we are in life that we can do this. It's handcrafted to perfection. It really is. So when you transitioned, did you have like choices where you like this is what I want mine to look like or was it like um I mean I don't think you really I, I think you can, like, say kind of what you want, but you don't actually, like, have a technical choice. Like, depending on, like, how your skin is, how stretchy it is, how, like, uh, you know, whatever, how big. I don't know if size matters, but I think it does a little bit just because the more skin, the better to work with. But obviously mine was underdeveloped because I'd stopped full puberty and, it, you know, it was so small and... um it just was like a weird appendage at that point. It wasn't like a pe- it wasn't like a cock or like a it dick. Was like, it was just like a little wiener, like it was a little like penis. A urine hole. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a thing for me to pee, literally pee out of. Yeah, and like sometimes get off out. So and you like, would jerk off with no, your little wiener. I wouldn't really like jerk off. I would like fuck my bed and pretend oh. it, and pretend like someone was fucking me. I would like play this mental game in my head where I like tricked myself into being like there was a penis going in me. I don't know. It was That's really so, bizarre. Wait, did you ever try to like put objects up your ass to like feel that sensation-ish to just no. try to like understand? No. I wow. think I like tried I like put a condom on my finger once and tried to like I love that you put, put a condom it, on your finger to try it. <laughs> but I'm just like it was just not for me. Yeah. Anal's not for me. I mean, you've tried anal obviously. Yeah, twice with the same guy and one with another guy. And they were all hot experiences, actually. But I just, like, would rather have sex with, like, the hole that I The hole you handcrafted. So, yeah, that I yeah. worked so hard for. But back to your question, I did say, like, I wanted it, like, really tight. And I wanted it, like, really, like, you know, I didn't want, like, big lips or, like, I think they're called, like, bacon strips or roast oh, beef. Oh, cute. Yeah, I've heard of the roast beef currants. If you have that, that's okay, too. <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> well, I also heard that there's a such thing as, like, an innie and an Audi vagina. That's exactly what that that's is. That's what roast beef is? Oh. It's like your labia menorah. I thought roast beef meant color. No. I mean, that, too, I'm sure. Like, that you had, like, darker like curtains, rounder. and then it's, no, like, no, no. pink. There's labia majora, which are, like, the outer lips, and menorah are the inner lips. And it's when the inner lips kind of look like bacon coming out or, like, little, oh. little strips coming out. Okay. And that Can't say I've seen one of those. Yeah, I have. And do you think they're visually appealing or, or you're happy with them? I mean, every vagina is beautiful because they're... I mean, seriously, it is true. Like, every vagina really does look different. It's kind of crazy, yeah. but... um. It, they're just not for, for me. No, but I don't really find vaginas appealing. Like 
sexually appealing, I don't find them that way. I mean, clearly same. Yeah. I, I tried and I was like, I don't ever want to see this again. And then I meet you yeah. and I'm like, we're always naked together. So I feel like I indirectly always see. I'm always naked. Yeah. I mean, Here, I feel like you should. naked. Yeah. But don't you feel like, are you naked because you're just so proud or are you, were you always like a naked person? Always. I have so many pictures on my phone of me just like straight up. I was always naked, even, which is interesting because I was so uncomfortable with my body. Yeah, I was going to say, were you like trying to hide it to the no. point that you were just still? I, I mean, around like, I was just always nude because that, I just have always felt comfortable like just being in. Like, naked hole? Yeah, like I think I'm, <laughs> and maybe it was because I just didn't like male clothes so much. Maybe. That I just like didn't want to be in them at all. But I've just always been more comfortable being naked. I mean, you saw I have pictures on a roof naked with you. That's literally how we met. For anybody who wants to know, we met through a mutual friend. Um, I'm assuming you guys know Reed and Vanessa. And they were like, you guys need to meet. You guys would like love each other. I was, literally, I was visiting St. Patrick's Day in okay. New York. I was wasted. I was like, can you just like show me your vagina and like let's do butt pictures? And then I think we went to a diner. I don't even remember what we did. I don't know if did. all those things happened in that order, Jeff. Well, that was what the two days were. The two days were getting to know each other and then a butt picture. Yes. And yep. a trashy diner experience. A trashy diner experience, Reed. And, well, it was probably me, to be honest. No, Reed was trash that night. Oh. But we love you, Reed. <laughs> <laughs> so much it hurts. Wait, I'm dead. Look at this picture. Okay, so if anybody wants to know, we are looking at a video. A never before seen picture. Of Corey lifting her shirt as, as a teenage a boy. Teenage boy. With literally less boobs than I have now, which I didn't think was possible. It's just <laughs> it's just like pixelated chest muscle. Oh, Okay, Corey, so do you think that there's competition within the trans community? Like, do you find yourself fighting for jobs or just that? Like, do you have transgender like, friends? I mean, that's a loaded question. Um, fighting for jobs, I don't know about. I think, like, within, like, the acting and singing and, like, commercial work and all of those fields, I'm sure between, like, trans women, there's, like, of course, but, like, anyone else, there's competition to like get those jobs yeah i found i mean i've gone on a few auditions uh before that they've asked me to come in for and the feedback is always like oh well you know Corey's not trans enough which is like, yeah and so like they almost like want you to look a not very old no, no no they no they want you to have an old school version of like what it means to be transgender but that's not what you know what i mean they want you to like almost look like um, not passable. The, uh, right. Not passable. Anyway, so I'm sure there's in, like, there's fighting. I mean, there's infighting with trans women again because, like, who's more, yeah, like, who's more passable? Who has this more cookie cutter life? Who's get who has the hot, hot, who's getting this hot boyfriend or who's getting this job or who's, so yeah, to answer your question, yes, there is, but I feel like it's closing up a little bit, at least in, like, my perspective. It's like, we are starting to come a little bit more together and, like, realize, like, we're in this, and we have to stand with each other. And, mm-hmm. like, we can't fight. We can't be competitors, even though, like, jobs or, or boyfriends or something like that may come in the way. Like, at the end of the day, we do need to stand up and, like, start supporting each other. And I do feel like this year, more than last year, that is, like, it's starting to dissipate, that, like, infighting. But it's still there. It's present in every culture. It's present in every society, I think. So, like, for example, like, for lack of a better term. Do you see how, like, gay people, like, I feel like there's not a lot of crossover between, like, gay men 
and then lesbians, right? What like, I feel like, for example, like, when I go out and I want to go to a gay bar, it's predominantly, like, all gay men, right? Okay. And then I feel like lesbians, first off, I feel like they don't go out. <laughs> but <laughs> in the event, they go to, like, their own places. You know what I mean? Like, they're not really mixed and mingled. So do you find that, like, trans men hang out with, like, trans men? Or do you feel like your community as a whole is kind of all together with, like, trans men and trans women, like, they're all kind of grouped together? Huh. I don't... I don't know. I don't have that many... Well, this answers your question before. Like, I don't have that many trans friends. I have a few. I have a couple trans um, trans male masculine friends, and I have some trans female feminine friends. Um, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Truthfully, I don't. I, I don't feel like there's a designated location for us to go out, and if there is, I don't know about it. Yeah. Um, but no, well, I you know, honestly, weird I don't think there because is. Because why would there be? If you think about it, you know, well, there shouldn't. It's like, not, well, here's the thing, and like in the eighties, like the club kids and Studio Fifty Four, like everyone was partying. All races, ethnicities, backgrounds, r- religions, gender, sexualities, like all of these people back, like in like the height of what I think is like nightlife, which mm-hmm. we weren't alive for. But like in the eighties and nineties, like pe- people were were coming together. Yeah. And dancing together and partying together, and you would—I mean, everything's different about nightlife culture back then. You would go to a bar to meet people and like cross lovers from across the room, and like mm-hmm. you know, buying someone drink, you know, all that stuff. And like, theory sounds tables. really beautiful. They probably all socialized, unlike the bars here, where like I dance, and then everyone just stares at me, and no one says hi. Yeah, yeah, it's like- exactly. And then, or, or just like goes to his, a club and all stand at the same fuck sit at the same table and go on their phones and Instagram what they're not like having Actually any fun. Doing, yeah. yeah, and they're just all sitting at the same table like not mingling, they're not like exactly. But yeah, I don't know. And and there shouldn't be. I mean, it's nice when there is like a strip in WeHo for for people to go to like uh, for gay people to go to because they have that's where they can feel their sense of community, but there also should be places that is that everyone is going to like you know you don't see as many I'm sure gay people at One Oak on a yeah. Saturday night than True. you as as you would at as as a cis hetero you know people. Um, but I feel like for you, would you want a place for like transgender like men and so women that's what to I'm go to? to think about. Because I'm, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, you transition because you want to. I mean, you are a female. You know what I mean. Like you want to be with like a straight man and just be yourself because that's who you are. So I feel like it's almost like. Do you kind of transition into like like yes you're trans but do you transition almost into like the heterosexual norm lifestyle ish? I mean, I you know? personally do. Yeah. But not everyone does. I think also like people go out either to go out with their friends or to go out to like get fucked. Yeah. You know? Always. So <laughs> So maybe there should be and this is what I've been thinking about since Pride, like maybe there should be a place that like we are able to like I was talking to all these incredible trans women that I met at Pride this weekend. And it feels like we all need a space to talk or go out. So this is something I'm starting to think about I should be doing. But like this is actually the first time I'm vocalizing it. But um so exclusive. Uh, Corey Ray exclusive. 
Um, don't no, steal my, do don't steal my ideas. Because I think there is really nowhere for... Yeah, but also at the same time... Because, like, because you would never I do want, want to go to a gay bar. That would be a nightmare. Like, that's why, like... Women... I go, but that's when the nights when I have fun. Like, when we went to the Abbey the other night. Like, whenever I go to the Abbey or, like, anywhere in WeHo, like, I know going in, like, I'm not looking for anything. Yeah. Therefore, I'm... Releasing my inhibitions and having a girls' night, having a guy, uh, you know, well, it's I always, it's always night. exactly, it's always a girls' <laughs> night. But um, Gino, wah, hole, hole, So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. I think that we do need both, and because I am very largely and more, minimally more so, part of that heteronormative lifestyle. Um, I do think I want both. I want a place where I can feel safe and find someone to hook up with. And then I want a place where I can go out with any type of girl. I get that. Yeah. Okay, this is going to sound... I don't want to use the term homophobic, but we've said it. Um, So, do you think that the trans community should be a part of, like, the LGBTQ community? And I say this in a way... You mean LGB? LGB. Yeah, like, should the T be at the end of LGB? No. I mean, I understand it. This is how I view it, and like, just back me up if this sounds rude or not. I feel like back in the day, we were all so different from heterosexual people, right? And they were like, these men are fucking each other. They're different. They're weird. These people think they're girls, but they're really a guy. They're weird. They're different. Like, Like, I feel like they put a group of people who were not. First of all, LGBT wasn't, there was no T until I was at least in college. I remember it was like LGB club. It was like gay straight alliance club. Like it was just like LGB for a long time. Like it was only, T is only like decently recent and then Q and then IA plus everything else is, is very recent. Like two years recent. Right. But I think that like technically no, because trans is not a sexuality. Yeah. Lesbian, gay, and bisexual are, are, are sexualities. Gender, like trans, or if you consider the Q to be questioning, then that is a gender and those are separate. If you consider the Q to be queer, then it should be LGBTQ. And maybe T and the other Q... <laughs> Pluses your own, yeah. Are, I don't know, but at the end of the day, like, sh- we do need to band together. But there's also a lot of um, history between the trans and gay cultures, and there was a time where they were, they were banning trans people from coming to gay prides. Like, this is a big thing where they, they were, you should watch The Life and Death of Marsha P. Johnson. Mm. They were saying, we, you are going to hold us back from getting our rights, trans people, therefore please do not come to our gay rallies. Interesting. And this they, was and when, they thought, like back in the sixties, back in well, right after, well, during and after Stonewall. Wow. So you know we have to consider the fact that there's been infighting between our own community, and then all of a sudden, somehow, I think once gay people started to get their equality and their rights and their visibility, um, we we were trying. This not that it's a trend, but the you know quote unquote trend of being transgender, mm-hmm. aka it just being realized in the media and and, and like talked literally about over finally. the past like three years tops. Yeah, four years. Yeah, four or five years. Yeah, four years. Um, I mean, I consider the new birth of the transgender revolution movement, however you want to call it, since Caitlyn, which was our sen- my senior year of college, which was two thousand eleven. Um, but 
in the, in the, I mean, sorry, 2015. Wow. I'll say that's crazy. No, 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 no. I graduated high school in 2011. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Technically, no, I don't think they should be part, but maybe if for the community sense of it, yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I get that. Yeah. Like, I feel like we've never known anything different. And I feel like we'll always still be in the same community, you know, because that's kind of well, yeah, what it is. And now we are assimilated. Yeah. You know, we're all, we are each other's, like, community. Sis, yeah. Yeah. Like, we fam. We fam. Okay, so have you ever experienced a time where, like, someone within our community was kind of, like, anti-trans, I guess you could say? Like, have you ever felt... Like, they segregated you in any way? Like, someone, like, in WeHo or just no. in Jersey? No. I mean, in that way, I was sort of the trailblazer. Like, there weren't that... There was no one out that's trans. I was definitely the first person to be trans that was out in high school. There have been people who have come out since high school, older than me even. But I was the first open person in, in my area, even, that I knew of. Mm-hmm. So in that way, no, because there was no one else to put me down or anything. Like there was no, you know. Yeah. Um, but in college and 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 in definitely not in Los Angeles, definitely not in New York, because I was only out for like a very short amount of time in New York. Like I was out from June to to January, and then I left in January, and moved yeah. to LA. So, you know, I haven't experienced that, and I am very blessed in that sense where I've been able to like come across people that have been very kind to me and accepting. But I feel like the most problem I have is rela- is is being with other trans women because at first I feel like there's this level of like we we're making this eye contact exchange where like we're picking up that the other is trans and like neither of us want to say anything and like they I feel like a lot of time like they may might feel intimidated to come over to me like now that no one wants to out each I don't know yeah. it's just like a complicated would process. Would you feel offended if somebody did say hey are you trans like would is that like I'm offensive offended. for someone to ask? I feel like I've been asked that a lot. It's mostly like cis hetero girls who are like, "You're tr- are you trans? Are you are you a man?" At my twenty fifth birthday last year, that Akon was at, mm-hmm. he had this girl on his arm, or I don't know if she was on his arm or a friend or whatever, but she was like, "So you're born a man?" And I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Let me teach you a lesson here." And at some point, she was trying to defend herself, and he was like, "Let her talk." Akon was like, really? "Let her." Yeah, he was like, "Let her talk." And I was like, you need, are you, you're ignorant. And I was saying it very nice. I was like, listen, like, you need to be educated. I'm going forward. Like, I, you're lucky that you said that to me. Yeah. Because if it was someone else, I don't She'd think you would She'd have a black be, eye. Yeah. Like, most people, anyone who gets a yeah. you know. So, like, I was like, you cannot ask. And she was like, well, 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 I didn't mean, like, I'm just a blunt person. And I'm like, well, there's a difference between being blunt and ignorant. I'm a blunt person. Yeah. You're ignorant. And it's okay because you weren't given the tools that you needed to grow up and to not, to, you know. And it's okay. But I'm, I feel like I'm rare in the sense, like, I give people, like, the opportunity to be like, you know what, they just don't know better. Well, because I, there's so I no education, her. you know what exactly. I mean? Like, there's and it's not her fault. Yeah, no I one mean, knows well, at a certain to... No, no, no. At a certain point, though, you, as an adult woman, you do need to learn. <laughs> well, that's but, different. That's way yeah. different. That approach but, was not right. Yeah, but, but anyway, so I told her, you know, just say, like, I have a question, if you don't mind, you know, how do you identify? She's like, okay. And at the end, Akon was like, can I give you a hug? And like, gave me like the biggest hug in the world. Like he's, you know, that was so sweet. But anyway, it's instances like that where I'm like, I am very offended when people are like, are you, it's, yeah, it's offensive. But like, I'm not coming over to me like, hey, are you, are you cis? (laughs) And it's different than saying like, hey, are you gay? Because once again, sexuality, but like, hey, are you gay? Hey, are you black? 
Hey, yeah. hey, are you Asian? Like, like, hey, are you Jewish? <laughs> hey, you Christian? You prepubescent? I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, are you legal? It's like, how big's your dick? Uh, seriously. Anyway, that's hmm. how I feel about that. Okay, well, on a more bright note, yes. <laughs> what is something you have going on that's, like, super exciting that you're, like, really excited about? Ooh, well, I have a lot of projects that I like working on. I am always, like, feel like I'm working on something, but right now, um, we are in pre-production for a movie called Queen, which is the story of me becoming prom queen. And it's going to be a very Mean Girls-esque, our, uh, our new seminal film that speaks to the new generations of that high school classic movie. You know, like yeah. the, mean, the Cher from Clueless, the Regina George from Mean Girls. But a nice, you know, strong transgender lead who, who wins prom queen. So that's the new thing. Well, not the new thing. We've been working on it for three years. But that's I was going to say, for as long as I, I know I, you, I, you've uh, always had this in your brain at least. Yeah. No, I mean, it's the script. We've been working on the script with a friend from high school, actually, named Harry Terror. We've been working on this for three years. Actually, before I even came out publicly, he and I started like the the talking process of, of this and like the the pitching process That's of it. That's awesome. Yeah, and so we've been working for the past three years, and we both moved to LA, and so we started working on it here. And a production company just optioned the right to my story uh, for this particular story, and we are making it into a feature film. Yay! Yeah, Queen. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, Queen. I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I do now. I do now. Okay, well, I need to go catch a flight yes, and leave you your hole. <laughs> I know. I don't have to. I, we always have so much fun. And now I don't get to see you for like literally months. Well, I'll be in New York soon. And probably. I'll be back here in the fall. Let's hope so. And we'll scissor. Oh. Holes. Holes. If anyone doesn't know the term hole, you should all start saying it. Because <laughs> we got a lot of people at, Co- <laughs> at, at Coachella, at LA Pride, to say it. Chant hole. 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 Okay, we got to be done. Okay, I love you so love much. Love you. Oh, if you want to follow Corey, it's... I'm Corey Ray, and um, you can also go to CoreyRay.com. It's R-A-E, by yep. the way. It's like... She's not related to an Billy igloo. Ray. No, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I is an igloo, M is in Mary, C-O-R-E-Y-R-A-E. Oh, that was so profesh. Thank you. Is that what you say to like Time Warner Cable after you don't pay your bill for five months? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, it's Serena, my alter ego. <laughs> All right, bye, bitch. Bye. <laughs>